0: Welcome to Wisconsin DNR's Wild Wisconsin Off the Record podcast, information straight from the source. Welcome back to another episode of Wild Wisconsin Off the Record. I'm your host, DNR's digital media coordinator, Katie Grant. More women are fishing in Wisconsin now than ever before. With more than 15,000 lakes, 42,000 miles of streams and rivers, 800 miles of shoreline on the Great Lakes and 250 miles of shoreline on the Mississippi River, it's no wonder. According to the Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation, women aged 25 to 34 who fish have increased more than 20% in the last 10 years. And 43% of people who are new to fishing are women. I sat down with staff from different parts of the agency to learn a bit more about why this increase in women fishing is so important. Justine Haas, the director for DNR's Bureau of Fisheries Management, is a busy woman to catch. I chatted with her via
1: phone from Trout Lake. Uh, So my official title is the Bureau Director for the Fisheries Management Bureau. Um, Really what that means is I'm responsible for protecting, maintaining and developing Wisconsin's fisheries and aquatic resources and all the administration that goes with that. Right, right. And you're
0: not originally
1: from the US. You're from England, correct? That is correct. I've lived in the US about 22 years now. All all of them in Wisconsin. All in Wisconsin. What brought you here? Uh actually, I I uh, came to do a masters at the University of Wisconsin Stevens Point and my entire decision to move <laughs> across a, from 4,000 miles away, uh, was literally looking at a, a map and seeing that Wisconsin had, was on Lake Michigan and on Lake Superior. And I saw all that great water resources. I'm like, that cannot be a bad place to live. And I got on a plane and I haven't gone home.
0: <laughs> That's a great story. I didn't, I knew that you were from there, but um, I didn't know that it was that simple. It, it really was that simple.
1: <laughs> so you it's mentioned... little strange maybe. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You mentioned that master's um, and it is in freshwater fisheries management here from UW Stevens Point, right? You That's correct. You yeah. have that bachelor's in environmental biology and marine biology from the University of Sunderland um, in England and a master's in marine fishery science from University of Aberdeen in Scotland.
1: What What got you interested in studying fish? I lived in a very urban area in England, um, not near much water at all, but we spent uh, many years as in my childhood going to the, what we call the seaside in England, which is along the um, ocean coast. And I, one day when I was 10 years old, I was, oh, I like to play with the seaweed and all do those kinds of things in the water. And I just, somebody asked me what I was going to do when I grew up and I said, I'm going to be a marine biologist. And then I looked at my mom and I'm like, is that a job? And she said, yep. And ever since then, that's what I wanted to do. Um, and, you know, even though I have my marine background, you know, freshwater fish, a fish really is a fish, whether it's in salt water or freshwater, there's a lot of similarities. And uh, so that's just where my passion began. And I, I just stuck with it from the age of 10 that that's what I was going to do. And that's what I did.
0: Fantastic. It, It is sometimes just that simple.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I know... A lot of people take a lot of time to think about their career, and I just had a path, and I just kept on it. (laughs) Right, right.
0: So you don't just study fish here for us or, you know, uh, lead others in studying fish. You are an avid fisherwoman yourself, correct?
1: Oh, my gosh. I love to fish. I certainly do.
0: Yeah. What's your fondest memory of fishing?
1: Well, it's kind of interesting. I I have a lot of great memories of fishing. I think... um, I think one thing that's probably interesting is that in my entire time in England, I never fished once. I learned to fish when I moved to Wisconsin. Um, the opportunities weren't there for me in England to do that. It wasn't something my family ever did. And so um, I learned to fish here. So, you know, one of, one of my fondest memories is probably the first times I went out fishing and caught fish and was taught to fillet a fish and I cooked it and ate it. It was like the whole process, it was fantastic but I feel like my best memory is actually me teaching my dad and my uncle to fish. They were vacationing here in Wisconsin and for their birthdays, instead of sending them a gift, we bought them fishing licenses when they came over to Wisconsin. Um, some friends of um, we went out with them on a pontoon on a beautiful June day. And uh, took them bluegill fishing. Uh, my dad was in his seventies, and my uncle in his late sixties. And it was like watching kids in a candy store. They were having so much fun catching these fish, and they don't want to touch the worm, and then they don't want to touch the fish, and then they told these stories. And you know, when I go back to England, these fish are getting bigger and bigger that they caught. Just like a true fishing story. <laughs> and uh, so I have to say, I think that's probably my fondest memory. Is that something that I learned to do here? I was able to then teach my Dad, how to do something he would never have done.
0: So, one of the reasons we wanted to chat with you and do this episode today was because women who fish are very much on the rise. Why is this good for the sport of fishing?
1: Well, I think one of the things I see that it's good for, um, you know, I I, myself am not a mom, but I I know a lot of moms, and I think it's a great activity that they do with their children. Um, You know, it's it's free for youth under 16. They don't, you know, you don't have to buy a license for them. Um, for the, for adults, it's a relatively cheap activity for them to do with their children. Like I said, the access to this resource is really close, um, and so I I think you know one of the things we're seeing nationally as well as locally in our own state is that you know women taking their sons and you know moms taking their sons and daughters fishing with them is really really growing, and I think it's becoming more as a family activity, um, and I think you know one of the good things is, is if mom spends the time doing that or in, in in her life, the family tends to go along with it. And I think um, so. We're going to see, an, a, I think, a different type of person coming in to the fishing activity and and enjoying that resource. I also think that. Um, you know, a lot of women, and not necessarily just women, but a lot of women too, they like to know where their food is coming from. Mm-hmm. And so if you can go out and catch your own food um, and bring it home and eat it, I think that, you know, a lot of people are really striving for, the, for, for knowing where their food source is coming from. Um, and with having such good water quality, you know, we do have consumption advisories on our fish. Um, but for the most part, you know, they're very safe to eat. And so um I think that's also something that, you know, women look forward, you know, whether that either feeding themselves or their family is, you know, a source of food that's safe for their kids. Right. Right.
0: Why do you believe that more women should be getting out on the water and giving this a try?
1: You know, I think it's because maybe this is my personal opinion. I think <laughs> because you can get such an array of 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 things out of doing this. I I can go out and I can just take my fishing pole in a car and go to a fishing pier by myself. Spend you know an hour or two just alone time, enjoying the nature, watching loons or eagles, and you know catching fish at the same time. So I can be alone, or I can be with my family. I can be on a boat with my family, um, enjoying you know that sort of smaller one-on-one time with them. Or when I'm ice fishing. You know, it's not that it's a party, but often we go with a lot of people, they've got all their families there, there's other activities going on, we're ice fishing, we're cross-country skiing, we're we're grilling out, and and it becomes, so I feel like, from my perspective, I think one of the things for women is, there's a lot of different ways you can, you know, you can get different experiences from doing this activity. And it's relatively cheap to get into, you know, the fishing equipment itself is pretty cheap you don't have to have a lot of investment to do it.
0: Justine certainly has a unique background and perspective on fishing here in Wisconsin. She's not the only female angler we have working here at the DNR though. Kelsey Pickart grew up fishing and now regularly participates in tournaments alongside her husband. Sit back and listen in to her story about how she got started.
2: I am an executive staff assistant for the Division of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. So whatever the division administrator needs, I am there to help.
0: All right. That's a pretty big job.
2: You have to be a Jill of all trades. (laughs) Resourcefulness is key.
0: There you go. So we got talking about Mm -hmm. um, your outside hobbies. Mm Mm-hmm. And fishing is a pretty big one of them.
2: Yeah, we do a lot of fishing.
0: How did you get into fishing? So I grew up fishing. I've always
2: been kind of a tomboy. But in reality, I think that fishing was a symptom of my love for ice cream. So I grew up um, in a city on the south end of Lake Winnebago, and my dad would take me out perch fishing or walleye fishing, and he would get me out of bed by promising that we would stop at A&W for root beer ice cream cones on our way home, and that's kind of how it developed. (laughs) I always knew that if I went out there and went fishing with dad, I would get an ice cream cone at the end of it, but, you know, then I actually started to like fishing, so... Those dad bribes always work. I know. Yeah. They really do. Dads know how to do it right.
0: Other than the ice cream, what is your earliest memory of fishing?
2: I remember fishing at our family cottage. I have no idea how little I am, but I know I'm very little. And the excitement, but also complete fear that I was going to lose the pole. I remember (laughs) catching a fish and it was probably a tiny bluegill Probably wasn't even very big, but I just remember this feeling of, oh my gosh, what if I lose the pole right now and it goes (laughs) into the water and everyone's going to be so mad at me, but also I hope I really catch this fish. So
0: what was it about fishing that got you hooked when you were too old? Well, I guess you're probably still not too old for the ice cream to work because that would still convince me to fish, but what, what got you to keep going? What, what was it about fishing?
2: I think for me, it's not just the fishing, but it's the experience too. So a lot of times, um, we would, we would fish everywhere, you know, so there were those days where it was kind of a chore where you're going out to catch a bag limit so that you can fill your freezer with fish. But my family was always into camping and canoeing and just the outdoors in general, And so we would fish on really remote lakes where there were eagles and loons and otters. And the experiences that you had while you were fishing were part of the fishing experience. So, you know, it's awesome to go out there and have a good day and catch fish, but it's also just awesome to be out there and Mm -hmm. to, to be on the water. Because when you're on the water, a million different amazing things can happen. And to me, that's that's all part of the experience.
0: Right. What is your most memorable time fishing?
2: I have a lot of fond memories of fishing. I also have some not-so-fond memories of fishing. <laughs> <laughs> so choosing the most memorable, uh, I think I would have to... It would probably be a day where I would combine the two. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband and I were fishing a club tournament, and it was, like, the worst weather. It was drizzling and raining and probably about 45 degrees. We're all bundled up, and it seems like it's going to be the worst day ever. We start the day... um, my husband hit me in the head with oh, no. <laughs> the uh, jig he was using, which it was a three-quarter ounce football jig, which is heavy. It's a heavy weight. You drag mm-hmm. it along the bottom and, um, you know, it's got a hook on it too, which is scary. But he hit me in the head with it right behind one of my ears so hard that I actually lost my hearing for like 10 minutes, just like dropped me to my knees. Uh but we ended up crushing the fish and my husband took first place in the tournament that day and I took second place. So
0: it... It, it was it, worth it in the end.
2: Yeah, it's memorable for a lot of reasons and it turned out good. So that, that was a, an interesting and very memorable day.
0: Yeah, so you kind of alluded to this, you don't do this just for fun.
2: No, we um, are part of a local bass fishing club in Madison and between our bass club tournaments and charity tournaments and open tournaments in the area, we spend the majority of our weekends competitively bass fishing all over Wisconsin and it's a great group of guys. That's part of the fun is um, I've gotten to go to a lot of really cool places to fish. Um, and you see it's kind of like seeing wisconsin from a different angle because you're on the water most of the time Mm -hmm. but it's it's really really fun
0: are you normally the only woman at these tournaments
2: we have two other women officially in our club okay um they're both great fisher women they uh One of them's a little bit older than I am, and she is super, super dedicated. She's out there in the worst weather, in the worst conditions, all about it. Um, And one's a little bit younger than I am, and she's also an amazing female angler. She's really competitive, and it's been nice to have... For a long time, I was the only woman in our club, and it's been really, really nice to have some other gals, some camaraderie. Yeah. A little, you know... mm -hmm mix up the S the testosterone there in the group you go. yeah so
0: so you've told us a story of well me a story mm-hmm. about um backing in the boat yeah can can you tell the listeners about that and why it's such a big deal that you can make this happen
2: yeah so for me I'm I'm maybe all women don't feel this way but for me I feel like backing a trailer is one of those classic stereotypical things where men just think women can't do it. Mm -hmm. That, I mean, men think women can't even drive, let alone back in a trailer. Um, And so I always love when we show up to the landing and there's a bunch of, you know, guys there with their big rigs and their big souped up trucks and here I am sitting in the driver's seat and I know they're just thinking like oh this ought to be good what's what kind of dumb stuff is about to happen right now because you see some really dumb stuff at boat launches Um, and it is so satisfying to back in a trailer and do it better than probably like 75 (laughs) percent of the guys
0: how long did it take you to learn how to do it
2: um it does take a decent amount of practice. I would say it took me one solid season to feel really comfortable with it. Um, you know, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. But every truck and every trailer is a little bit different mm-hmm. depending on how long it is, how wide it is. You know, I, it just depends. But it, I've, I feel pretty comfortable with it now. And we actually had kind of a cool experience. We had a tournament over a Father's Day weekend and we invited dads or sons to come fish the tournament with all of the club members. So I invited my dad and my dad brought his boat. And so he and I fished together for the tournament and, um, when, when our tournaments are over, the the landings are kind of hectic. And so if you're free, you just hop in a truck and whoever needs you to back in a boat or a trailer, you just do it for them. Mm -hmm. We help each other out like that. And. My dad was kind of standing over to the side and one of the guys was like, Hey, Kelsey, you mind backing in my trailer? So I go and I do it. And I just remember my dad standing there in awe and he, I got out and he was like, Oh my gosh, you can back a trailer better than I can. <laughs> and it, it was, it was kind of fun. Cause he, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't normally see me in that element. So that yeah. was a fun experience to have with him.
0: Yeah. Tell me about the feeling you get when you're out on the water.
2: The feeling that I have out on the water is probably equal parts excitement and equal parts contentment. Um, Depending on the day and what we're doing, our days on the water can be really thrilling, especially if we're doing a tournament. The takeoff is always, you know, there's nerves and. Everybody's trying to get to their spot first, and so everybody's flying, and that, that part's pretty fun, but then you get to some of the spots that you want to fish, and it's like there's nobody around, it's super peaceful, and so you get a little bit of both. You get the excitement mixed in with just contentment to be out there and doing your thing.
0: Other than the fact that women can't pack in a trailer. <laughs> yeah. What are some other myths about women in fishing?
2: Oh, God, there's so many. Um, I think women get a bad rap for, like, not being able to put the bait on the hook or not being able to take off the fish or that we're going to need to go to the bathroom and, you know, you'll have to go in and it'll cramp the everybody's style. But... Um, I don't think that's true. And I've been in a lot of situations where I feel like the girls are more brave than the boys when it <laughs> comes to fishing. I used to work at a summer camp and we did a little fishing clinic and I will never forget the girls were all, all four taking the fish off the hook and they were so brave and they would put the worm on and I would have some boys in the group who wanted nothing to do with it. And so I think if women are provided the opportunity to do these kind of things, they're just as good at it. It's just that the opportunities aren't there like they are for boys. Um, So I think that's really important. The other big one for me is the whole bathroom thing. But if you get creative... (laughs) not that hard. So yeah. You can make it work. Yeah, you can definitely
0: make it work. Have you ever competed in a competition that is only women? Or do those exist in Wisconsin? So they
2: do exist. Um, I'm actually part of a Wisconsin Women Fish Club, and it's exclusively women. They have a ton of members from all over the US, even Canada. They've got a couple members from Canada. Um, and they do a lot of really fun events. They host clinics. Um, they do some overnight trips. They recently just had a musky clinic. Uh, a few weeks ago, I went up for fish camp, which was like a three to four day long fishing adventure. All women, they bring their boats up. You, you go out and you fish all day. They, they do some other fun activities, potlucks, things like that. Um, and then the last day there is usually a, a fun tournament for everybody, and they've got different awards for different things. But yeah, that, that club does offer some more women-only type events, which are really fun. They they also do a border battle with um, Minnesota. Okay. So they, they rent a barge on the Mississippi River, and they go out. And I think Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Women Fish Group, has been the reigning champ for a couple years now. So I mean,
0: of course it's Wisconsin. It's no surprise. No surprise. What, what makes Wisconsin so unique when it comes to fishing?
2: I feel like what makes Wisconsin so unique, we have a lot of different fish species in Wisconsin. So on any given day you can fish for a million different things, but more so than just the different kinds of species of fish in Wisconsin, we also have a ridiculous amount of different kinds of fishing opportunities. So like you could go to a trout stream and put on a pair of waders and fish that way. You could go on the great lakes and go charter fishing and catch some really big fish. You can go to an inland lake that's. Got no houses, no development on it, and feel like you're in Canada. Um, and then on top of that, you have ice fishing too, which is a whole different style. You can, it's just endless opportunities to to find something that fits your interests. So maybe you have no desire to go out on Lake Michigan and battle the waves and be seasick. That's fine. You can put on a pair of waders and walk into a trout stream and spend a day. You know, waist deep and catching trout and bird watching, doing a million different things. So we just have a lot of really unique experiences that can happen
0: through fishing. As you know, the whole reason you're here Mm -hmm. is because the number of women fishing is on the rise. How do you feel about that? I
2: feel really good about it. Like it, it's really exciting to me to see, um the growing number. And like I said, I was the only woman in our bass club for a while. And it's been so nice to have a couple other women around. And it just, it changes the dynamic for the better. Um, And I'm fortunate all the guys in my club are very open-minded. And I think they like having the women around just as much as if they weren't. Um, And I also think it's going to change the industry. There are a lot of things, like like many outdoor recreational activities, there are a lot of things that are made just for men, and that can be kind of problematic. So I think the more women who start fishing, the more women there will be that want to fish because there will be more products for them to feel comfortable out on the water. Okay. And that's exciting to me to see you know, equal opportunities present themselves. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Very exciting. Anything else? Find somebody who can take you out fishing or find a friend, watch some YouTube videos, contact the DNR.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: buy your license and get out there because it's awesome. Give it a try. Yeah, super fun.
0: Want to learn about getting started fishing here in Wisconsin? Visit our website at dnr.wi.gov. Hungry for more Inside Voices on Wisconsin's Outdoors? Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to never miss a future episode. We'd love to hear from you. So while you're there, leave us a review. Thanks for listening.